Everyone wants to be a part of something that's making a difference. Our Residential Counseling Center is changing the destiny of families and teens on a daily basis. And one might think we're crazy. Other people think we're absolutely nuts. But I tend to think that God is leading us down a path of living with teens that we could have never seen our family doing. For almost 35 years, Heartlight has been a place of help and hope for 65 struggling teens, a place half the kids would tell you that Heartlight has kept them alive. Heartlight is nestled in the beautiful piney woods of East Texas outside of Longview. And Heartlight is a setting dedicated to provide a respite for families seeking new tools for their parenting toolbox as they raise their teens in a very conflicted culture. And this year-long program for teens is therapy-rich and professionally staffed to offer teens the transformative environment that they need to make changes that they desire. You can help us make a difference in the life of a family and bring light to the life of a teen whose life has been pretty dark. To find out more information about Heartlight, please go to heartlightministries.org. That's www.heartlightministries.org. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, could anything be more important than having a relationship with our teen? You know, not much. I, I, I think as, as parents, I think what we've got to be to our kids is, is that person that gives them a taste of what a relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Because in their world, they're not spending time developing deep relationships. They're more consumed with social networking and, and communicating. I doubt that many are connecting in such a way that it offers them something special in a relationship. In relationships, it's amazing to me, and it's Scripture says that as iron sharpens iron, so shall one man sharpen the other. What's happening is in the lack of relationships, it's not sharpening them. And so that sense of value and that sense of purpose and and self-image and all those things are being lost and are being placed elsewhere. And what we've got to do as parents is say, okay, I'm going to engage in such a way that gives my child a taste of the character of God so that they understand that, but also somebody on this earth that that will love them in such a way that they long for those kind of relationships in the future. But parents have to be intentional about this. They do. They can't just sit back and say it's going to happen. It used to be that way, but it's not now because kids aren't learning how to how to relate. They, they are not in the same type of world even communicating those things. So this is where a parent has got to be very intentional and say, this is what I want for my child, and this is how I'm going to make it happen. Mark, what should parents look for in a relationship with teen? Where can it go wrong easily? Well, you know what? This would be uh, the question that I would ask every parent. How is your relationship with your teen? Honestly. Yeah, just how is it? You know, or even text your child right now. And not If you're driving a car, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Pull over and say, how would you rate, on a scale of 1 to 10, our relationship? 
You know, just ask the question. But you have to ask yourself the question as a parent, as a mom and dad that wants to be involved. Go, okay, you know, kind of take inventory and say, well, where are we? We don't normally ask ourselves that kind of question. Well, do I, we? d- I don't think we do. But I've got to stop and say, how's my relationship with my grandkids? How's my relationship with my kids? Really? How's my relationship with my wife? You know, I, I think it's good to take inventory so you can say, okay, now I can get refocused and say, okay, this is what I need to do. Because I tell parents this all the time. If you have a discipline problem, you have a relationship yeah. problem. This is the first of five reasons we're going to give parents today to focus on relationships. That's right. And this is the first one. that, that go, You know, people always get concerned about their kids when they have a discipline problem. They think everything else is smooth and easy sailing. Everything's going well because we're not having any conflict. Well, it may be hidden or we're just not addressing those things or somebody is avoiding the, the issues that need to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, behavior is the visible expression of invisible issues. And so if your teen is acting out, there is something going going on below the surface. And what a parent's got to ask is, what's going on with a child? Is it about me? And if it is about me, then I need to change some of the things that I am doing so I can engage differently so that I can offer my child what they need at the time that they need it the most. So for instance, if there's some bad behavior on the part of the teen, you have to ask yourself, is the root problem the relationship? That's right. If my teen's not talking anymore, or smoking pot, or are you know being belligerent, or very and being very disrespectful, is it me? Is it? Am I causing that? Do I talk too much? Am I being disrespectful to them? Am I still treating them like a child? Am I treating my 17-year-old like a 12-year-old? You're not asking the parent to be guilty about everything. No, but I mean, I think the reflection is a part of it where somebody's got to say, you know, is it me? Because there's only one person that I can change, and that's me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, I think this is where you pray that, pray, Lord, search me, know my heart. And see if there's any hurtful way in me. Am I doing something that I don't know about? And here's the thing. You know, we get this idea that we're great parents during the first 12 years, and they and they give us coffee mugs and T-shirts that the even easy years. tell us that. <laughs> there, there are the easy years. And then, and then so we keep doing what we've been successful at into the adolescent years, and we find out that it doesn't work because we haven't shifted our parenting style. And so what happens, a kid begins to respond because now they're not having their needs met. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they're anxious. They're not prepared to to face life like they need to. And so it's asking the question, is it me? Is it me? And so text your child that question. Yeah. Is there something that I do that's keeping our relationship from going deeper? That becomes an important question. And that's how you begin to start saying our relationship is important. So the first of the five reasons to focus on relationship is that if there's a discipline problem, you have a relationship problem. That's right. That's right. All right. Number two. Number two would be this. Teens change because of a relationship. You know, it's only in relationship that you have the opportunity to speak into your child's life. They're not going to respond by your forced authority. Even though we have the authority as parents Mm -hmm. to do whatever we need to do to, to help our child, they don't respond to that authoritarian approach. And so, you know, some ways that you can change the relationship with your child is by spending time with them. Hmm. You know, the tendency is we spend less and less time with our kids the older they get. 
And then by the time they graduate from high school, they're already involved in so many other things. But what if they don't want to spend that time with well, me? Well, I'm going to make that happen. I, I'm going to tell them, I, you know, either I'm going to create experiences that we can do together so we can engage and go do something elsewhere, that we can go on vacations and do that so I can be involved with them. If, if they're consumed with video games, you know what? I'm going to learn to play video games. So it's games. something they like to do, not something we want to do and drag them into That's it. right. Yeah. That's right. It's it's finding those those points of interest that I can say, let's let's capitalize on that and engage with them because it is about them during this time. And the point of spending time together is that hopefully they will see me if I am looking at my life and making changes to engage with them differently. They see me as an asset to them and say, I want to spend time. I, I, I think the other thing that we can change is Conflict is, is, is that you can see conflict as an opportunity to talk about what really matters. You know, the points where it's really head against head and, and value against value, you know, that's where you spend some time having discussions and talking those things through. Instead of avoiding it all the that's time. That's right. That's right. If you're consistent in your approach, then your team will feel safe with you. And so I would say be consistent in your listening, in your non judgmental attitude, in your beliefs, whatever it is, but you've got to have consistency. The third reason you write about is relationship is the only thing that lasts. So we got to focus on it, that. It is. You know, I, I, I mean, I lost my home in a flood when I lived in New Orleans. And I then we moved to Oklahoma. And I lost our home in a in a, a tornado. <laughs> and you learn real quick that stuff is just stuff. <laughs> you know, when my mom died, you, we, we found out that you know, all the stuff that we had of hers, it ended up, uh, you know, on tables outside of my garage and we were giving it away oh. to strangers, which it, it, it just shows all of our stuff yeah. will remain. It's temporary. That's right. Our relationships are eternal. And so th- this relationship is, is so important. So when choosing your battles, be wise what to fight for and be sure to maintain the relationship as you enter into any conflict. And take the long view. Absolutely. Look, look at it five years from now. Don't look at right now. Look at It's like if you're losing a relationship because you're requiring your child to make a bed and they don't want to, realize that making their bed is not really going to matter when you're standing at their wedding that's true. and speaking about it. It's, it's something that's insignificant. So don't spend time losing the relationship over something that's so goofy you know, that, that, that it just becomes kind of an oddity in a relationship. Give us another reason to focus on relationship. Well, we're made for relationship. Yeah, and I feel like I'm getting worked up talking about relationship, <laughs> but I'm so pro-relationship. I, I know think, you are. I think that's where everything is. God that's what has, we love about you, Mark. <laughs> God has made us to be relational. And everything we do, I think, is to engage with people in some way or for some purpose. And it reflects the character of God. It really does. A good relationship gives our teens a taste of the character of God if we love them the way that God loves us. You have the ability and position to teach your child about grace and forgiveness and patience and love, among others. And your influence lands much deeper in your child's heart than anybody else's. Hey, if you're like me, you get a little confused when it comes to healthcare. The prices keep going up. It's difficult. I don't even know what everything stands for. I mean, there's HMOs and PPOs and HSAs and fee-for-service and POS. I have no idea what those things mean. But I do know this, there's some wonderful people at Christian Healthcare Ministries. 
that are budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate. Uh, they are a health care cost solution, and it's a health cost sharing ministry. I would love to put you in contact with them, and you can do that at www.chministries.org. www.chministries.org. I think you're going to love these people. They're going to pull a lot of the confusion out of healthcare for you. you've given us reasons to focus on relationship today. Now, help us for a few minutes here to do it. What do we do? That's right. You know, I, I think that here's some things that you can do to, to kind of affirm the relationship in some way, but to engage differently so that your child wants to spend some time with you so you can have that influence where they're observing you and thinking about their time and experiencing things with you. But the first thing is this, do something together that your teen is interested in. And so, so you've got to know this, Mom and Dad. What are they interested in? Hmm. And if you're sitting there going, I, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> well, that's your homework for tonight. Yeah. Find out. What, what would you spend your time doing? If you can spend two weeks doing something, what would that be? Ask that around the dinner table. If you could go one place... Where would you want to go? If you can listen to one set of music, what would you listen to? If there was one thing you can change about yourself, what would you change? And help them in that. Help them kind of cultivate that, but but mark that and go, you know what? I think this is a, a pretty neat deal. My granddaughter just made a comment to me. She goes, are we celebrating my 18th birthday? And I'm going, you know what? It's it's important to her. Yeah, and I'm thinking, And I'm thinking, we've got to do something. I don't know what. But we got to do something, and so when they show that interest, then then that way I can uh, you know return the favor, if you will, and show interest in her as well. And then you also talked earlier about just making time to get together on a regular basis. That's right, kind of like a lunch date or a coffee date or an ice cream date. Call it whatever you want. But I think it's it's just saying you and I are going to go spend some time together. And th- this is where if you have a son that loves to play golf, then go play golf. If you have a daughter that loves to play tennis, go play tennis or whatever it is. Whatever they enjoy doing, spend some time doing it with them. The other thing here, I'd say, I would say ask questions to better understand your child's heart. Always text them something where they can't give a yes-no answer, but just ask them about, hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And how, how would you like to spend some time going here? Would you ever want to go fishing with me? Would you ever want to go hunting? Would you ever want to go watch a movie? What? Ask the questions. What movie would you enjoy going seeing if you had to go see one right now? That kind of thing. And so respect your teen's need to process through things and be there to process it with them. As, as they start to share different things in their life, then make sure that what as they share that you're not correcting them or shutting them down. And if you've made mistakes, admit them, ask forgiveness. And if you have frustrations with your teen, express them without shaming or passing judgment. It, it, it's all about relationship, and it's so important. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.